check. Check, check. Check, check, check. Checkity, check, check. (laughs) (laughs) Are these things on? (laughs) Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another week of the Tana Talks podcast. And I am joined with another fabulous guest who has, in fact, already been on the podcast. But round two in this thing. Hello, can you introduce yourself, Val? Hey, everybody. What's up? <laughs> what is up? Round I two. I just tell you, the vibes are impeccable in person. The Zoom really was getting me down. Yeah, I'm glad we can do this in person. I'm so glad we can do this in person. If you guys didn't know, Val was on, and we had a very deep conversation. And from there, we have had so many more deep conversations that Val is now my therapist. <laughs> well i'm here for you you're very wise thank you i literally she was just we were sitting here eating pizza guys and i just she can get into your soul with just looking at you <laughs> just wow i just have that capability look. you have the gifting oh, wow that's interesting can you tell us what's been going on in your life since we last spoke oh my gosh when was that was may like june june yeah, I believe. Okay, so time the, is not real. I know, know, right? I'm like quarantine brain. Um, let's see. Since we last talked, my church reopened. How's that been? It's been great. It's been really good. We've taken every precaution possible. So literally, the beginning of July, we've been o- open ever since. If you guys didn't know, Val is a worship leader. Yes, she I'm has a the worship voice leader. of an angel. Thank you. Yes, I'm a worship leader, and our church reopened. So I've been. Um, we also um, we got a new lead pastor, <laughs> and um, so that's been really great. And just kind of, you know, <laughs> why are you laughing at me? <laughs> um, yeah, no, we got a new pa- pastor, and so just kind of navigating those transitions. And I'm releasing a song soon. We don't know when yet, but. <laughs> It's coming, and it's I'm coming. I'm very excited about this. Is this your first solo song? Yeah, this is like my first official thing that I'm putting out there. Have you written songs like in the past? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I have so much music that I've honestly just been sitting on for a long time, and yeah. So, but this is the first time I'm like actually stepping. Out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna release something now. Why do you think you're sitting on the music? Now I'm the counselor. I know. I'm like, dang, Montana. Um, <laughs> I think part of it has been confidence, just not like it's a very vulnerable process of writing something and having people listen to it. It's kind of like for me, it's like if someone read my journal, you know what I mean? It's just such an intimate process of writing your feelings your emotions or maybe a revelation or or an enlightening um experience and so then it's like okay I'm gonna put this out for people to listen to kind of judge it hopefully like it you know it's just interesting yeah I think that before I started this I never understood that but Mm -hmm. now I have a newfound appreciation for people that create things and especially music because it is so intimate and it's mm-hmm. like a lot of it comes from le- really deep places sometimes really dark places yeah. like really it's like it's you you yeah. know and I think that's it's 
people don't understand unless you've done something similar or done mm-hmm. it yourself. Like you don't understand how much of yourself you're putting into something, into exactly. a huge project. But I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so proud of you. And your song really, we were we were talking about a topic and that's why I wanted you to come on here and talk about it tonight because I think it all wraps in and we were talking about healing versus wholeness and I think that writing can be healing mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of things but I kind of just wanted you to touch on that topic like healing versus wholeness because it's really stuck with me and kind of gave me a revelation of my own wow love it love it <laughs> yeah so I feel like I had the revelation of healing versus wholeness maybe a year ago okay um I'd come out of like this situationship and I was just <laughs> situationship that's it, our thing yeah <laughs> not a relationship <laughs> a little situationship for sure um and I needed a lot of healing in my like patterns and in my life and God just one day was like let me break it down for you okay Mm. Healing is like the awareness, the acknowledgement, the, okay, this is the exposing of what's going on on the inside, you know, like being in a vulnerable place saying, I either need help, I need to change my patterns, I need to change my ways, this needs to happen, whatever. And wholeness looks like healing, but in action. For me, that's just how I understood it. So I gave the analogy earlier. Like if you break something and you you get surgery on your foot, say you broke your foot and you have surgery in your foot and then now you have it in a cast and it's healing, you're not necessarily moving it. You're just, mm-hmm. it's in a still process. The issue has been addressed and it's healing, right? Yeah. But your wholeness comes when you take the boot off and you start using that foot again and you start going to physical therapy. And, and eventually, because you've worked that muscle again, you've worked those bones again, it becomes better than it, you know, it becomes new again. Mm-hmm. And that's like when, you know, you have that whole foot. <laughs> no, that's so good. And something I've learned about healing, like, over the past just like three weeks of being out and being moved and and trying to really focus on healing mm-hmm. even parts of myself that I thought were healed mm-hmm. I don't know if I just I thought I was but I, I actually wasn't and mm-hmm. I think that sometimes it's a process and and just because you're not it's kind of weird because just because you're still healing doesn't mean you're not whole but right. just because you're you know feel like you're whole doesn't mean you're all the way healed and that's it's really hard and it's really complex but there's so many aspects and and for me I don't know about anybody else or even you like when I feel like I've healed from one area then another is revealed oh okay well now you healed that area okay well let's look over here at this pattern or this thing that you're doing yeah I mean healing is definitely not linear you know what Mm -mm. I mean it's like up down up down up (laughs) down you know yeah and I think we get frustrated I know I in the past have gotten frustrated with myself because I'm like oh you should be further along like this shouldn't take this long but the reality is like healing just takes time yeah and healing takes not just time but transparency and like I mean it just kind of 
depends on how deep you want to go and like just being consistent with the process of of wanting that healing in whatever area and like you said like we will always be I like how you said like maybe you're whole in an area but not, you're not necessarily healed you know yeah. we're always gonna be on that journey mm-hmm. you know what I mean and things will come up I know there's recently I deal with abandonment issues and um from my childhood and you know in my mind in my heart I've forgiven um my dad who abandoned me and we've been you know we're good Mm -hmm. but recently I have started seeing that abandonment manifest in my friendships and Mm. so like I had a friend who just like went MIA on me for a little bit and I'm not like a psycho friend. Like, where are you? What are you doing? Like, oh. that's <laughs> Oh, good. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Sorry. Didn't we call Whoop. you a psycho. Healing. <laughs> I said healing. Um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, I'm, I give people their space. I totally yeah. understand. Sometimes we need some time to just chill, but they didn't communicate anything to me. They just, to me they ghosted me yeah and that triggered me so bad I'm like Mm. hashtag abandonment issues like major right now because you just left without even saying anything and so for me in the area of abandonment with my dad I'm good actually like praise God like our relationship is being restored right now like as I speak it's really an awesome story so I would say I'm pretty close to whole in that area, but I still have effects of it in other areas of my life that need, like, the whole issue of abandonment still needs to be healed, if that makes sense. Ooh, that is so good. That brings up so many points to me, like, things that happen to you, like, don't just affect, like, you you think, okay, me and my mom are fighting or something, Mm -hmm. but then I go to work. And then I'm mad at everyone at work. It's kind of the same thing. So, like, one area, you know, you have these issues, these abandonment issues or something, it manifests in your friend group. Because if you don't acknowledge it and, like, I guess heal from it, it will bleed into those other areas of your life. Exactly. And that's crazy, though, because you know how when people you're out in public and people are, like, having a bad day, they're like, it's not you. It's something else, like, yeah. that happened to them. And that's... Yeah. That's something that we have to, like, remember. But it will bleed out on others if you're not, like, healed. Absolutely. And it's, like, I don't want to say you owe it to other people. You owe it to yourself first Mm. to be healed. Like, why wouldn't you want to be your best whole self for you? And I think of, like, the reason why I'm so adamant about counseling. Yeah. And therapy forever until I die is because it's like a healthy me, a healed Val is a better leader, a better coworker, better friend, better daughter, one day mother, one day wife. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to be healed in those areas that could bleed into, you know, how I parent my children one day, you know yeah. what I mean? And so I think I owe it to my future kids to make sure I'm healed in this area. So I'm not transferring my hurt and my pain and my baggage in certain areas to them. And then they're passing it on to their kids. No, that's so true because I think a lot of um, our generation, Mm -hmm. we were talking about this earlier. My mom and I 
were talking over the weekend about something that my great grandma had struggled with that I had no idea that it was something that I also had struggled with. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if we would have had some form of communication between these two generations, Mm -hmm. I might not have to be healing because it's not like you're not just healing for yourself. You're one healing from the generations before you that Mm -hmm. raised you, but also for the ones to come. And I think that's what has to be the driving force of this healing journey. And I think that's what's so beautiful about our generation. Because I made a joke to my mom about it. I was like, you know, you guys spent two generations just repressing everything. And Mm -hmm. now I have a podcast where I basically just (laughs) diarrhea out every (laughs) single thing wrong with me to the world. So, you know what? If Maybe if y'all would have talked about things over the past, I might not have to result to this podcast. You know, know. like, I just think that talking about your issues, too. Yeah, that's There's so much healing and freedom in talking about things. Yeah. Because there's things that you're 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 ashamed of. I know mm-hmm. there's things that I've been ashamed of that as soon as I talked about it and it's like the one person that you decide to open up has a story and it's like, oh, I'm not alone. Right. Healing can come in so many different forms. Mm-hmm. It can come in counseling or therapy. It could come from just, you know, confessing to a friend or it could come from healing can even come from doing an activity that brings you joy that like restores something in you I think that's the beautiful thing about all of our healing journeys looks so different for me healing sometimes is literally sitting at the piano for a few hours and just singing my heart out like that's healing to me I feel things like be restored when I just sing my emotions you know and so um or pray my pray what I'm going through or whatever I think as a worship leader too for you I don't Mm -hmm. know what it's like to do that because I literally (laughs) couldn't carry a tune in a bucket but I feel like if you didn't heal in those ways privately and you didn't sit at the piano for hours and pour out your heart you wouldn't be able to do what you do and be the most authentic version of yourself because if you don't do it in private how can you stand up there in public and do it I mean you're so right but it's difficult Mm -hmm. every single Sunday like you get on on platform and it's so vulnerable it really like worship is so vulnerable (laughs) you know what I mean I know for a while when I first started out like a few years ago Mm -hmm. it was difficult for me because I was so like used that was just such an intimate thing for me just to worship to Jesus by myself in my room right and then you want me to put that on a stage with lights and fog and like all this other stuff and so it can be, you know, interesting, but especially for me, someone that grew up like not in mm. a church that like people raise their hands, and mm. then you go to a, like a, these contemporary churches now where everyone's like raising their hands and like being so free. For me, seeing people do that and it was weird. So I can't imagine like being the person that's leading that congregation. It's just it's got to, it's like a a lot i'm sure it is uh, assuming assuming assuming. (laughs) so no it is but it's also like there is healing that happens for other people in those moments Mm -hmm. you know like people come in with so much baggage i can't tell you like just because i'm on stage doesn't mean i'm not going through stuff you know what i mean like there are times i find my healing in those corporate moments Mm -hmm. leading worship so i can only imagine people who come in who worked 40, 50 hours a week, who have jobs and families, 
and all these responsibilities and they come in and it's like we get to share that moment together and i think in those moments jesus does heal people you know and emotionally and spiritually and like Mm -hmm. it's just such a connective moment that it's it can be really special yeah and they're like seeds planted it's weird Mm -hmm. but i can think back to some of my most like intimate moments with like god and like figuring out who i am came from those moments of like being corporate that's why it is really hard to like not be able to meet you know Mm -hmm. so you said something earlier too that i think is really important about healing and it's like triggers Mm -hmm. um and i think it's really important to be aware of triggers one when you're on this healing journey can you touch on that triggered triggered are you triggered (laughs) there's like this like this is so random but there's this like british youtube um couple they're like not a couple but they're best friends and um they like talk about americans all the time they were like are you triggered (laughs) so funny (laughs) anyway so anyway anytime i hear that word i think of them but um yeah so triggers are those things that basically kind of bring back either bad or harmful or not so pleasant memories or experiences and encounters that may set us off the deep end yeah so like if you dated someone who cheated on you that's gonna be a trigger when the new dude you're dating is you know seems a little shady or something or is you know what i mean Why are you staring at me like that? Oh, sorry. I'm talking to you. Look out the window. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're no, but like, um, yeah, like, so triggers, I think it's important to be aware. Now I'm looking at your plant. Or, or this, or this, I'm just kidding. I just this, called out. I was triggered. <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to trigger you. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but like, it's so important to be aware of your triggers because it helps you be like one step ahead almost you know what I mean and when you can communicate your triggers that's even better Mm. so say for example there have been times maybe in a friendship I've been like really bothered by something or something may have triggered me right Mm -hmm. maybe I reacted and just like totally was just like went off like yeah you know it's not fair to them for me to just be so emotional without explaining, hey, this, that what you said earlier is actually a trigger for me. Mm. Someone said that to me before, and maybe you didn't mean it this way, but when this person said this to me, it it made me feel this, or I started thinking this. And so I think be, knowing your triggers for yourself so that you can, I want to say avoid situations that may... Mm-hmm. you know foster those triggers but so that you can be one step ahead and then also knowing your triggers so you can communicate them in a relationship or a friendship or whatever yeah no that's good because I think the more you're it all comes down to being self-aware and doing that internal self-reflection of like okay and you're not always going to be perfect there are going to be things that set you off and there are going to be those times where you're human I mean it happens but I think just having that awareness of knowing what something is gives it a little bit less power to where one day it might not be a trigger. 
I'm not saying that you're never going to have triggers because I think we're, like I said, we're human, but realizing that that something is gives kind of just takes away some of the power already. And then going back to what you said about having those conversations with like, Hey, this is why this, those moments where you have that into it's, it's so scary to be vulnerable with people Mm -hmm. and to open up because if you are healing, you, you've probably been let down and it's not easy to like let somebody in, but you have to be willing to be vulnerable and even if you're not understood, you have to just like have those tough conversations with other people and yourself. Exactly. Because there's been so many times where I've been completely misunderstood because I didn't communicate my triggers. And it's not like you said, it's not easy. Or then you handle it or you, you handle it the wrong way. Right. Too. Right. That's like, how I'll do it. Yeah. I'll handle it like I may have like oh my gosh okay this is super vulnerable no oh, <laughs> okay. like super but okay it's a safe space safe space um so when i left my like liberal arts college that i was before i went to ministry school mm-hmm. again i deal with abandonment issues and like i deal with like just not believing people really like care about me right yeah so i remember telling the girls in my hall like hey i'm leaving i'm not like i'm transferring schools i'm going somewhere else not that you guys care anyway like <laughs> that's a little traumatic dude that's so me though it's like <laughs> not that you guys are gonna miss me but i'm leaving bye it was very dramatic yeah but you know i was also 18 and i had held in a lot of things and a I'm lot of <laughs> i'm glad you understand i'm like we're gonna be like this girl psycho um <laughs> no. no but i i didn't have the message in my life like the narrative in my life was people didn't care about me unless you know I didn't you know you're gonna leave anyway or I'm gonna leave and whatever so last year okay last year I'm at a wedding and I see one of the girls in my hall it was like from that college you know and she said can I talk to you about something I haven't talked (laughs) talked to her in four years I'm like yeah what's up you know and she's like you know, I just want to say there's something that you said before you left that really has, it hurt my feelings and it really, I've never forgotten it. And she brought that up. I totally forgot about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, when you left, you said X, Y, and Z. And she's like, that really hurt because I actually cared about you. Mm. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh. Yeah, it never even crossed your mind. Never. Not once. Mm. But because I was not aware and not like I've been put in situations that maybe triggered me to say that and like it was like a defense mechanism and because I was not aware of my emotional needs in that moment and I was definitely not healed like you know what I mean hadn't even begun the healing journey and some of the things I was dealing with I said that and that girl carried that for four years and so I had to I apologize, like, we're at this wedding, and I'm apologizing to her because, you know, 18-year-old Val, you know, was not healed at all, and yeah. so. I think um, that made me think of two things. It's, like, hurt people hurt people. Yep. So, if you are carrying all this hurt and unfinished and unhealed things, you're just going to go around hurting everyone around you, and then you're going to, and then you wonder why you're, like, you're alone or you're mm. you're empty. It's because. You have so much hurt inside of you, and you're hurting everyone around you. Hurt people hurt people, and yep. that's, like, it's so true if you if you really just step back and think about it. I have hurt people when I've been hurt, 
mm-hmm. when I've been offended and I've been in a bad mood, I'm mean to other mm-hmm. people. And that's, like, not, you know, okay. And then if you don't, you know, if I if I cut my leg right now, shaving or something, mm-hmm. and I don't wrap it up, I'm going to bleed everywhere. Right. If you don't take care of those things, it's going to bleed everywhere, and then it's going to create an even bigger problem. So I think – I think that's really important and yeah. I heard a quote once it I think it says like don't bleed on the people who didn't like hurt you in the first Ooh. place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you said if you never bandage it up, mm. you're going to bleed into all of your relationships and friendships and it's just like how about you heal first? Maybe it wasn't your fault that you got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, the hurt I've I've heard that a lot of in leadership books. It's like the hurt my is not your fault but the healing is your responsibility exactly for abuse for abandonment you know for anything of this of that capacity you probably didn't cause it but you have to heal it yeah you should heal it and i think knowing that god wants us to be healed i think like that's where my song comes from is isaiah 53 5 where he says by his stripes were healed like that's his you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. his heart for us to be healed and reconciled to him. So why wouldn't you, you know? No, that's beautiful. And that's what I was going to, that's what I was like going to transition into. Like, how was this song for healing for you? How did that h- help the process for you? Oh, my gosh. So vulnerable. Do you not want to tell no, me? It's no, okay. I can't. This is like your press. Like, you're on a press tour. <laughs> this is freaking press Good tour. Morning America. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So we're going to go there. Um, <laughs> I wrote this song three years ago and wow. I was, I like, it was the beginning of my depression journey. I didn't know it was mm. depression then, but looking back, I, again, was still, I hadn't committed to the healing journey yet. Mm-hmm. There were so many broken things inside of me and I, I remember I was at like this, um, I ended up like going to this random church one night and they were having like a healing prophetic night. It was super <laughs> like a lot, but <laughs> if you're not into that, it could be scary. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm sitting there, the band's playing and I just felt this, I heard this melody in my head. And so I start writing these you lyrics. He- wait, 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 hold on. You heard a melody in your head. Is that a thing? It is a thing. I don't even know what a melody is. A melody is like the notes. Like the- <laughs> You know, just the melody of the song. Okay, okay. Um, That's, first of all, wow. Okay. You know what's weird? Like, lately I've been getting songs in my dreams. Like, it's so wild. You need a journal? Like, a whole song and everything. Anyway. What? I know. I don't know if that's every, like, every musician has that. But, like, even, like, two nights ago, I've been trying to remember it because I literally, like, wrote a whole song in my sleep. It was so weird. I sleep with a, a journal next to my bed. Yeah, because I have start. trippy dreams. I had a dream about living here right. two years ago. Come on, Prophetic. and I'm here. There you go. Wow, we're so so spiritual. spiritual. <laughs> um, but yes, guys, we're pausing the podcast for a second because I got to let you guys know something real quick. Real quick, listen. I have some major news. I don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you've heard. We have a website. 
tanatalks.com. You can go on there, check it out. I, I paid for it for a year, so please browse all you want in this year. We're going to reevaluate at the end of the year and see where we're at. But for now, I'm working on some blog content. You can subscribe to the newsletter. But most importantly, the most important thing that you can do right now is go to tanatalks.com and check out the stickers. Because you know what, guys? I invested my heart and my soul into this during the pandemic, okay? I channeled a lot of creative energy into this. And I want you guys to check it out, okay? I'm not trying to sound aggressive, but to check it out, okay? And right now, today... And for, you know, the rest of eternity, or at least for the next year, you can use the code TANA15 to get 15% off. And there's already free shipping. So just check it out. Holler at me. Subscribe because I'm sending out a newsletter. And I have some blog content cooking up, guys. My creative juices are flowing. The depression is lifted. Check it out. TANATalks.com. I love you. I mean it. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, so I um, heard this melody, start writing down these lyrics, just writing them down, right? Just coming, like, literally. Modern day Mozart. It was not (laughs) me. (laughs) But, okay, so I go to the car. I'd written them on, like, an an envelope. Get to the car. The envelope's disappeared. It's gone. (gasps) I go back in the church. I'm looking everywhere, retrace my steps. Nowhere, not in my purse, not in my Bible, like, nowhere. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I rush home. And the the beauty of this is, like, I recorded, like, the little snippet of what the band was playing, like, and I recorded the melody that I heard in my head, you know? And so I had a voice memo. That's all I had. So I figured out the chords, right? And I get home, and I just felt the Lord say, you're going to write a song about healing, and people are going to get healed. And he led me to Ezekiel 37, which is Valley of the Dry Bones, where he says, Elijah, he... He basically tells Elijah, you speak to this valley of dry bones and they'll live again. Out of your mouth comes breath. Out of your mouth comes healing. And I was like, what? And then paired that with Isaiah 53, 5. And um, yeah, so that's where that came from. But for me, in the place that I was in, I was very broken, very depressed, very just needed immense healing in my heart and so it was very interesting to honestly now looking back at it three years later the past three years have been nothing but healing for me literally God restoring so many pieces and so I feel like now was the time God knew like three years later would be the time for me to release it in my life and then also just with everything we're experiencing in our nation, like I believe God wants to bring healing to the races, to church, to people. And yeah, so. I literally just got chills all over my body because Val, you are such a special person and I can't wait to hear it. Like I'm literally like, uh, I'm I'm (laughs) stoked. And um, I'm excited because – I will share this story till I'm blue in the face, but the first impression I ever had of you was you literally taking some, we were, there was a girl that was very distraught. Val goes to her car, gets some holy oil and starts praying for this girl. And I'm like, I'm like, my, I got to go pick up my jaw from the concrete because it was like literally the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's just who you are. 
and you are going you you have always been a healer and helping people heal Mm -hmm. through your like I'm so serious when I say this like through your voice and through like your calling that you have on your life like you've always been healing and even even when you're not on the stage even when you're at a taco taco stand like you are always there to help people healing you've been helping me the last three weeks um every Wednesday is our routine right now so like (laughs) I can't wait to see what this song does oh you're I'm like about to tear up right now thank you (laughs) no I can like literally mean it like I want to listen to it right now I wish we could play it (laughs) but the suspense the suspense guys so where can people find you that will find what this is funny it's like turned into like a promo for this this is your press tour okay thank you for trusting us with your release um it'll be everywhere you can stream um, no i'm saying oh. where can people find you so they will find the song because it's not out yet guys yeah it's not out. but it will be out it will be out. But follow Val so you know where where um, it's at. So where I'm can they find you? On Instagram at Val C. Davis. And guys, her dress is beautiful. It's She's got a beautiful face and a beautiful voice. And single. And a beautiful soul. <laughs> and single. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, do you have anything else you'd like to say, Val? I don't think so. I mean wholeness and healing i think just the bottom line it's it's a journey we have to be patient with ourselves we have to have grace with ourselves but also just kind of strap up for the journey that it is and be committed to the process (laughs) because it is a journey it is because just when you think you're getting somewhere what nope you're not Okay. You thank, honestly, Val, thank you so much Aww, for this. Thank like, you. I can't wait to have you on again. Again, yeah. Again, part like, three. Uh, part three. No, that's when you know. Yeah. That's when you know. All right. I love you. Love you. <laughs>